This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Aaron McGowan, certified personal trainer and baba booey to y'all. This is Ryan Stanger, certified personal trainer and Amazon review non-believer. Mm. And you found us, The Dumbbells, a comedy fitness podcast. Committed to bringing you inspiration, motivation, and sometimes, like a today, information. Hey, dumbbells. Let's get dumb. Let's get dumb. I got uh, a, a tiny laugh out of you. I loved it. <laughs> Are you doing like Baba Booey from Stern, Howard Stern, or... Yeah, Jason played me the uh, like. There's like a the t- prank the- calls where like they do every they get they just yeah will set people up and then they just throw in a Baba Booey in there. Yes, I but he that. did the the specific one was like the OJ Simpson like that he was sitting outside <laughs> like. <laughs> and I love a prank and God that one got me good. I loved that so. They're great. They're great. So do you ever listen to Stern? Pops in my head. No, not really. I love them. I've, uh, yeah. I've like been a long time listener, you know, it's definitely like a lover and there's a lot of evolution that's happened. He's not as much of, um, uh, dill hole. <laughs> yeah. And he's even, he's even expressed remorse over the way he's treated people in the past, you know, get him in there and really like pin people down or fuck with them or something. And he's yeah. got some regrets. He's actually like a good, you know, and you'll like, listen now and he'll get Paul McCartney on there talking for like an hour and. You know, it's cool. Mick Jagger and shit. You know, interesting people that maybe yeah. don't, you know, Springsteen that don't sit down a lot with people. And so anyway, we don't have to talk about Howard Stern. <laughs> We're talking about uh, questions from you, the listeners. Yes. Okay. So we got like a huge amount of questions that we couldn't get to all of them, but we made a promise and this is us paying that off. We're going to answer the rest of those questions, the joke ones and all. So everybody will get a little precious answer to their precious little question, just like we promised. Um, this is uh, Aaron and Stanger, Ask Your Questions Part 2. Um, so thank you guys for sending them in. If you have more questions for us in the future, we'll do, we do these, if you, you guys know this, we do these Q&A ups, um, you know, I, I would say at least once a month. So send them on in. We'll keep answering them. And um, uh, we appreciate you guys doing it. You can send them to us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com or on our social media at at the dumbbells DM and then our um, glorious social media manager will also, you know, post polls and, you know, ask specifically for questions and stories. So watch out for that too. But Aaron, we're going to catch up real quick. What do you want to say? Oh, you had something going on. You wanted to tell me. Well, I decided to stop doing my cut. Okay. And I have felt amazing in the strength world at the gym again. And I was like, I feel like I was holding on for dear life in some elements of the strength situation. And, but I've been able to do like heavier squats again, heavier deadlifts. I got a little sore back today because I was able to like really go for it at the gym and it felt good. So I'm excited. I think that's, I think that's really important and it's it's making me think of it in a different way than what we've said before we always circle on this kind of ideology and Mm -hmm. try to tell people this in different ways but let's say you are trying to do some kind of aesthetic um based workout program meaning you're trying to achieve some kind of desired look Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, you don't feel like you're in the right headspace for it. You feel like you're falling off the work. You, you dread the workouts, you dread the meals, you dread everything about it in a way that you feel is, you know, detrimental to your overall level of fitness and quality of life, et cetera, more than just whatever embracing the suck is. Sometimes it's kind of fun to be like, no, I'm dieting. It sucks, but I kind of like it and whatever I'm doing it. There's, yeah. there's another level to that to where it's like this fucking And I think just making a pivot and just being like, well, you know what? My body's telling me something. And so I'm just going to not take time off from lifting and training, but I'm going to train for performance. 
So I'm going to allow myself calories. I'm going to eat smart, but I'm going to train to get strong because that seems to be what my body's telling me. And I think that that's a, that's a good way to kind of lean into it because you can have like a robust rebound effect to where now you're like fucking inspired. It's like, oh, it feels great to have a little extra high quality fat in my diet and some more you know, different balance of my macros. And I'm really able to push myself on legs in a way that I hadn't been doing for a month. Yeah, that, um, that is like, I think even today I just felt like I felt chubbier, which, you know, I'm, I still have feelings. I'm not like a, a robot about it, but I was like, I definitely, I mean, and again, that doesn't happen overnight. I think it's all in my head. <laughs> But I, I definitely felt so good at the gym that it made me just like, be like, chill. You tried, you thought you were ready for a cut. You weren't mentally let it go. You're okay. You felt amazing today. Let it be that. And so that has been, it has been nice. I did. I've, it's also like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's being an American. Maybe it's being a woman. I don't know. But like, it feels weird to just be like, I'm okay. (laughs) And it's okay. And I felt good about what I did. I don't have to find the wrong thing. Like I just like felt great. And that's good. End of story. Have a good, have a great day. You know, a peek behind the curtain. I may have been having some sound issues. Apologies. Aaron, how do I sound now? Does it sound? Yeah, yes. yeah you sound good. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. I agree. And, you know, having access to certain metrics like HRV, which we've talked about, heart rate variability, um, mm-hmm. which, which can kind of tell you how much rest you should be getting versus how much you're not getting, et cetera, if you understand how to to look at that and if you can get an accurate measurement, but you need a span of multiple days, you know, at least 10 days to look at it over time to really get a good beat on it, you know? And so I think if you don't have access to that, it's fine. You can just literally measure your desire to train in the morning and that can tell you if you're getting enough quality rest and that, you know, you be honest with yourself, it goes beyond just the, you know, like, uh, I kind of don't feel like it or whatever, you know, I'm being, I'm being bad. It's more of like <laughs> straight up. Yeah. Like, how do I feel? Do I, do yeah. I feel like I can do something in the gym or do I feel like, fuck no, I feel like I'm, I've got cement blocks on my, um, ass cheeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, you know what I mean? Yes. Hey, and, you know what I mean? And, and that does, there is a little bit of like flexibility with knowing yourself over a long period of time. I think, yeah. Because I think for new people in the gym, that's probably very intimidating to be like, I don't know <laughs> how yeah. I feel. True. But I guess that would be for somebody that has a little bit of gym context, you know, yeah. workout context. Yeah. I think that that ability to pivot, it's hard for me and I've been doing it for a long mm-hmm. time, you know, but I am learning it and it does feel good to be able to like, to get there and be like, let's take my temperature here. Do I want to? Do four miles on a treadmill? Do I want to do step aerobics or lift heavy? Which, let me just say, also, this was very funny. It's not, okay, it's not ha, 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 funny, right? Uh, But the getting in and out of the leg press machine, how are there not more, like, I don't know, sketches? Now I feel like a 40-year-old. I am, oh my God, oh my God, I'm 38. Okay, now I feel like a 60-year-old person that's like, have you seen those skits on Saturday Night Live? Like, I've got a like, funny idea for your skit. <laughs> yes. Getting like, out of a leg press. You're like, what? Okay. The, I was like, Good. this is the most hilarious. How do people get in here? How do people get out of here? I'm tall. There's like 40 ways it feels like to get in or out. And it also feels like you're going to space when you're in it. So it's yeah, fun. It is a little, it, it is a little like T minus blast off and T minus 10 seconds. And, um, and then, yeah, you kind of want to get put in and out of there by whatever that thing is that they use to drop like the, um, goat or whatever into the Raptor container in (laughs) Jurassic park, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Especially by the end, you're like, fuck, somebody's going to have to think I saw a big guy in here early. Maybe he can just kind of bear hug me out of this thing. (laughs) Well, and 
Do you know is the, okay. So I am new to like, kind of like a commercial gym Mm -hmm. still. And like using the machines, I would say I really, the leg press is really the only one I've really gotten used to, but what is the like etiquette? Like I was doing, like I brought like a dumbbell over to do lunges next to it. So I would just do lunges and then get in, do my leg press. Then I get back out, get back in. And I did three rounds, so I wasn't there forever. But is there an etiquette there? Was that okay? Am I okay? Seems okay to me. I think if you're not, I mean, even people even camp out there. But I, I think even if if you're if you're always kind of in motion, you know, to where it's like I'm going to do this, I'm going to you know do some stuff outside of it, and then hop right back in. I wouldn't. I always go based on what I would feel like. I wouldn't judge that person person too harshly. It's not necessarily a great one to share or let people work in because you're using plates. And so oftentimes the load is a lot, you know, so it's like, you know, one person may want to do two plates on each side and the other person may want to do 10. And so if you're constantly having to like shift, you kind of just let the person work through it. I mean, if somebody asked me to work and I usually just always say, yes, I, I probably would let them. But, um, I, I would say based on what you described, you're in a, you're in a safe, you're in a safe space etiquette wise. If yeah. you were, you know, lunging across the gym and like doing tricep extensions and then somebody tries to sit in there and you do that move, you're like, Hey, I, I'm in the <laughs> middle of a circuit, you know, it right. might be, yeah. Right. But well, I think if you're all kind of contained over there, that seems, that seems more than fair to me. I have, can I ask you one more etiquette question? Yeah. And hopefully yeah. this is helpful for the people out there. I'd love it if you read my book, but you don't have to go ahead. <laughs> Mama Stanger's old world <laughs> etiquette, gym etiquette, but hey, you should write that book. That's a great book. I'd read it. Um, the... A man must bow, you know, like a lot of weird, where you're like, wow, what is that? <laughs> and yeah. No, I'm, I'm still, I'll still read it <laughs> and offer a violin flourish before asking to borrow a rope for tricep cable extensions or something. Oh, okay. God, seems wow. A dated, but wow. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, okay. So if you're at a barbell, like rig, okay. And like a squat rack. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Squat rack. Um, and it has a setup for a barbell, like squat, back squat, front squat, whatever. And then someone has also put in a second one for a deadlift. And you just happen upon, there's like six squat racks all together. You happen upon the one that has been set up beautifully for just for you, right? So someone has done this, they've left. And I have squats and deadlifts in my program. I'm using now both barbells. If someone comes up and I'm doing squats and they come up to the deadlift bar and they say, Hey, are you using this? And I am, but I also have two barbells. Is it within my rights to say, yes, I am using that. Or should I forfeit the barbell? There's other squat racks open. That I don't remember if there were or not. Let's just say they're all taken. They're all taken and there's no, sometimes they have barbells that are floating around that are just like in a tree. I think that's what this extra one was. I think, I think at the LA fitness, there is one extra one that people sometimes take to the ground to do, um, glute bridges or yeah, glute bridges or landmines or whatever. Yeah. Um, So I think that's why there was two at this one. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe I might, I might relinquish if it were, um, if it were the only one left, you know, it does seem a little extreme to like, Nope, all are for me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that being said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't. Sometimes I've done it like where I've done back squats and then I've gone right into like RDLs. Mm-hmm. You know, to where it's like, I've been on this squat rack a while because I'm now doing a whole nother exercise on here. But it's like, I don't care. I mean, you know, I've seen people be on there, you know, for three days with like <laughs> camping gear and sterno heaters and all this shit. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, um, it's like a, a through hike, but just on the the barbell. Yeah. But I would, I would maybe do like a visual scan and just see like, 
is there not, cause sometimes they'll have a little tree where they've got a couple barbells and then a lot of times there'll be barbells inside of the racks, you know? So it'll be like one kind of on that's racked and then one that's hanging up inside, you know, they're a little yeah. hidden. So see if there's nothing else, then maybe I would give it up. But I would say either way, you're pretty safe. I would imagine you're a pretty efficient in your exercises. I'm so to it's, be, yeah. Yeah. So it's not like you're tootling on your phone and right. You know, that kind of shit. So I even did, if they, if, if they glare at you, you know, you're quickly moving through your workout. It's hard to be mad at that. It's like, well, this person clearly has a plan They're you know, yeah, so. they're in the middle of. I told, I did tell the guy that I was using it, but that I only had one more set, and it was a small set. It was my last one, and I was totally just trying. Well, to that's a hundred percent fine. But I did, I but I didn't think to look around to see if I was taking. <laughs> I, but so I'll look. I, even if you, I would say even if you were, if you're like I've got one more. Yeah, that's let me fine. Live. That's always yeah. That's always fine. Yeah, always fine. Yeah, totally. Okay. Well, thanks. I, I did think about that later, which, and he, he seemed chill. He wasn't like, get out of here. But it, the barbell, like waiting for that, like rig is, is newer and I'm, I've gotten more confident in it, but that was a new little twist. So yeah, that's all my questions. So, and I didn't have to freaking email in. How about that? Listeners. You're go, you're going to have to in the future though. That was <laughs> we give you fair. a little taste. That's and then... fair. <laughs> um, okay, should we get into it? I got I yeah, got let's, let's an it. email pulled up. Okay, we got an email from Will. Howdy dumbbells. I've got two questions, but if you only want to do one, feel free to just pick whichever you think the listeners would rather hear. Well, well, Will, we have no idea what the listeners want, so let's do both. We're and out of touch, out, out of touch. step with who listens to the show. <laughs> okay. To keep it brief, I work out before work six days a week. This split and time has worked amazing for me. However, a few times a month, something at my job comes up and I have to cut a workout short. Usually three to six sets get cut off and at the end of my workout. This can't be avoided and I usually find out in the middle of a workout. The way I plan for this is if I'm hitting one muscle group twice in a workout, I do it all at the start and the end. That way, if I hit skull crushers at the beginning and cable pull downs at the end, then I've still gotten some volume on triceps. Here's the question. If I want to make up for that lost volume, should I pick up a few sets later that evening or even add it in the next day's workout, even though I'm not doing triceps that day? Or should I just accept that shit happens? I guess my concern is that picking up another few sets of tricep work 12 to 24 hours after my last one might make recovery wonky. Do you mm -hmm. want to stop there and answer that? Or do you want to hear both? Let me hear both. Okay. The second question is more broad, but I would love a refresher course on what in quotes pump is. What it does, how much does it matter, etc. I recently stopped chasing the pump in favor of higher weight at lower reps, but I'll be honest, on most workouts, I find myself questioning if I went hard enough despite being gassed, sweaty, and the weights going up week over week. I know I'm progressing, but I miss that sweet, sweet pump. Thanks for all the good content over the years. Love every iteration of dumbbells, and you've been a big part of me losing a lot of weight and adding even more muscle. All the best. Will. Um, so sadly, we're going to be answering neither question. <laughs> Will, we've heard both. We've heard both and we're we choosing neither. None. <laughs> uh, both are great. Both are great questions. Also, Will fucking hardcore working six days a week and working out six days a week. I know. I know. Jesus Christ. I feel fucking lazy. <laughs> no, you don't, Stinger. You are working out as we do this podcast. <laughs> uh, not like Will. Still, not like Will's planning for you know. God forbid the workout gets cut short, but I've got a fucking plan in place. I know Six this is a this never is missing. Nah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so let's we'll th let's start with the first one. We'll go in order. So, what do you think about him? Doing makeup sets, doing them later in the day. Um, what would, he's Will's your client. What would you say to him? 
I would tell Will to not worry about it later in the day. Um, you know, I would say if that was something that was really bothering you, maybe work it in, like maybe try to do something with that muscle group the next day. But even that, I hesitate to even put that on you for the next day. Um, it sounds like you have a plan in place that is working. Um, so I would just tell you to take weights with you to work and just finish the set right as soon as you get there. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn right. I'll cut it short boss, but I'll be fucking pumping during the meeting. You fucking piece of shit. And they're like, well, that's fine. Just please don't insult us. Shut up. You fucking idiot. Is screaming at your boss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got to learn one way or another. All right. You so. suck, chief. <laughs> Jesus, Will. Will, uh, I definitely don't recommend you po- talk to your boss that way, Will. You should be ashamed of yourself. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Um, Stinger, if this guy loses his job, it's coming. I'll, I'll have done mine. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It sounds to me like you're doing, you're lifting for hypertrophy, some kind of bodybuilder split. Um, so I think training the next day is a mistake. I think training later in the day is a mistake. I mean, an important part of, um, you know, adaptive muscular, you know, muscle training is, allowing that rest time for the muscle to rebuild. Yeah. So I would maybe come at it one of two ways um, or just, or just this way. I, I would say, you know, you can kind of front load um, your work cause you're training a lot of days. So six days. So you could front load, you know, like, okay, we're training arms today, but I'll start with an emphasis more on biceps um, you, I'm sure you'll be able to fit both of them in triceps, but then your time gets cut short. Triceps takes a little bit of a miss, but then the next day you can start with the next time you train arms, you can start with triceps, you know, at the top. And then, you know, that'd be a way you kind of like naturally balance things out. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then, so, you know, just put like whatever you want to get the most work, you know, prioritize your lifts. Um, Yeah. So that would be, that would be my kind of, you know, and I'll do that sometimes too, to where I know it's going to be a shorter lift for me. And I'm doing a more, I was, I planned on doing a more broad leg day, but I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be able to do it, but my hamstrings haven't got the work I want them to. So I'm going to start with, I normally would start with a back squat, but I'll start with like an RDL or something just to make sure that they're, you know, they're really getting, you know, I'm, I'm putting all my mental focus and time into, you know, the posterior chain or, you know, whatever it is, insert, whatever needs the work maybe might be like a kind of a fun angle. It could be a little exhausting though. If it's, if you never know when the workout's going to be cut short or, yeah. you know, or you always feel like one end's getting the short end of the stick. But I think that's a little bit of a mental struggle too. Is like, Ooh, I wanted to get one, two more sets in of these and it's not there. It's like, you're probably covered, you know, but yeah. Yeah, I I can do it and I can totally relate because I'll feel that too where it's like, I didn't get to do the thing. <laughs> now, <laughs> now it means nothing. Which isn't true, but no. also maybe have a conversation with your boss about boundaries. Um, just something to think about, Will, in your in your next, you know, five to ten years. Yeah, what does your boss do? Like a bunch of fucking coke and shit? It's like you don't fucking <laughs> kick down the bathroom door and say, hey, <laughs> Coke time's over. We got a meeting. <laughs> oh, if I had a dollar for every time a boss said that to me, yeah. you know, Aaron likes her Bolivian bingo dust. <laughs> Not me. Stare. Oh, God. Don't put sorry. that curse on me, Ricky Bobby. Okay. Let's see. And then the second question and Stanger, I'm going to let you go with this one. Okay. Cause I feel like you're going to have the right answer. The refresher course on what a pump, what pump is, what it does, how much does it matter, et cetera. Okay. There. So I think if I'm able to kind of, 
unpack what he's asking. Um, so maybe he used to train in higher volume before, so he would do a lot of reps. Um, and then now he's kind of maybe training more for strength slash force production. So he's doing less reps, but more weight and doesn't feel the same kind of pump. Um, and he's asking, is he, is he missing one for the other? Um, and you know, this is a tricky question you know, we, we joke a lot about bro science on this podcast, but you know, yeah. sometimes there's a little bit of truth to bro science and the science just hasn't caught up with them yet. And a lot of these, you know, men and women have been living in gyms. So they know like, well, whether it's in a textbook or not, I know that if I do 30 reps here, I get bigger. And so <laughs> Just, just because they're telling me like eight is the optimum range. And so what really happened is, and I can't remember who it was, so apologies, but there was a paper that just came out about this, this guy that was doing these studies, maybe it was like in Boston or something. And he found that, that even though they couldn't replicate it in the lab before, the scientists were wrong. That they, you know, what they were saying, like, you know, five to 15 repetitions um, for hypertrophy, you know, versus the 30 um, that people would do, um, they're, they're, they can be comparable and it comes down to time under tension and, and like you're in achieving the same level of almost, um, failure. So say you're, you know, you're mm. to put it like in, um, you know, terms of like how you would do, uh, one set. So say you're doing chest press for one set and you put a weight on, that you do five reps and you're barely getting the fifth one, right? Mm -hmm. um, so whatever amount of muscles you recruit um, to get that, f barely get that fifth rep, um, you know, determine what kind of adaptive response your muscles are going to give you. Um, you can get close to that, if not the same, by doing 30 reps, as long as the amount of weight that you choose for the 30 reps is going to get you to that same level of fatigue on the 30th rep. Um, so 30 reps in a row. In a row. Yeah. And so now, wow. now like you have to pick the right weights and the level of pain that you're going to experience is going to happen. You know, you have a longer time to get through, you know? So, and if you're trying to train efficiently, you know, so if you have based on time and all that kind of shit, yeah. cause it is like, you're going to start to feel it at 15 and you've got 15 more to go, you know, versus yeah, just, that's White like Pilates, why I yeah. hate Pilates. <laughs> so it is kind of cool that this is something that's been, you know, like an old school bodybuilding thing that men and women have been doing and recommending um, that they now were able to kind of substantiate um, as, you know, so I would say both. And, you know, maybe if you want to cover all your bases, because I don't know, I don't know the all the exact science and the exact numbers of it, but I would say if you've got time and you feel like you want to do more of like um, a pump workout, you know, where you're hitting a lot of volume, play around with that, you know, hit, hit the higher rep range. And then, you know, if you're more limited on time or you feel like you want to go more for strength, then, you know, you do the, um, you do lower reps and this is completely different. Like if you're training, you know, for one rep maxes or strength or anything, you know, I don't know how much benefit that that high volume training is going to be, is going to give you, um, you know, in regards to strength, I mean, outside of like, you know, conditioning tendons and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it could give you a good base, I guess. I don't know. And it could be something that you could use in addition to, um, you know, tr like if you're, you know, like say if you're doing power lifting, you know, which is just essentially three lifts, um, squat, deadlift and bench press, um, and you want to do like the, the ancillary workout. So you do like, you start with like bench and then you want to kind of like work around your bench. You could do a shoulder complex where you're hitting a lot of volume to kind of support that bench, you know, but anyway, so that's, yeah. that's kind of where I, where I stand on that. And then there's like different things you can take, like not nitric oxide, um, as a supplement can increase your pump. Um, Ooh, hot yeah. tip. Yeah increases circulation, you know, that kind of thing temporarily so that you get more of a pump and then creatine, you know, replenishes those ATP stores. So that can give you, you can get a good creatine pump too. Yeah. I've thought about taking creatine, but I don't think you're supposed to take it when you're trying to have a baby is what I've heard. 
I don't know if that's I don't, true. I don't, I don't know how that factors in. I don't know. I mean, I know that there's been recent studies on how it, it supports brain health. Oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like, like some compelling stuff, which I hadn't been taking it in a while just because it doesn't fit necessarily like what I'm doing training wise. But I was like, I may take it, see if I can keep the old fucking melon firing away. <laughs> we need it. We need it around here. Well, thanks for those questions. Thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, maybe try an intervention for your boss. <laughs> yeah. Just try. Just think about it. Just tell him white lines blow away. Okay. Tell him that. Put it on a card, send it to him, and then let us know how it goes. We won't read that email unless you say it's okay. I'll read it, even if he says it's <laughs> Crap. What's up, Bell Babies? It's Aaron interrupting the episode. Sorry, but you have to. I'm here to talk to you guys about a product I use every day as a co-host of the Dumbbells. I promote Athletic Greens. You guys, I started taking Athletic Greens because I became a co-host of this podcast and they hooked it up. And now I'm out here paying for it because I love it. I've gotten my husband in on it. We are taking it with us on our honeymoon as we travel all of the great cities of Europe because I don't know if they have um, greens in Europe. So we're going to bring some just to be safe that we kind of start the day off on a good foot. But you guys, it's yummy. It tastes good. It's got a lot of good stuff. And you've heard me talk about it before, but I'm going to tell the new people here. What is this stuff? Okay. With one scoop, and I'm talking delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of those things from one scoop, okay? One. Oh, man, that's, you can't, I, I'm trying to save room on packing, and this Athletic Greens means I don't have to bring a million bottles, containers, spending lots of money trying to pull all these, you know, ingredients together. No, I just have it. It's easy. It's already made for me. You guys, it's lifestyle friendly. Okay. So whether you are eating a keto diet, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, you're going to be covered here. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. So it has like a mild tropical flavor. It tastes like, um, I don't know. It tastes like you're like better than everybody. No, I'm kidding. But it does taste really like it does taste healthy in a good way, like in a way that you kind of do your chest kind of puffs up and you're like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm healthy. Um, it also supports better sleep quality and recovery. I have noticed this in my own, in my own journey. It supports mental clarity and alertness. And you guys, lots of people are wanting to take a multivitamin and that is, it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients and ingredients that your body will actually absorb. And, and athletic greens will do that. It is a small micro habit with big benefits. So get into it. If you haven't already, you're, um, you're probably wondering about the cost. Okay. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Okay. Um, and that is true. Uh, it is cheaper. My cold brew habit was getting me, you know, it was like four twenty five a day. So this is cheaper. Um, it's also cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. And you're investing in your health, your wellness. If you want to check it out, 
online. If you're like, let's hear what other people have to say, not just the podcast lady. Like Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and it has been recommended by professional athletes, not just me. And it is, it is trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So look into it, get into it right now. It is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash dumbbells. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash dumbbells to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, next question here. Um, how is Stanger so healthy and hot? That's a real question. <laughs> You're wrong on both accounts, my friend. Um, I, uh, it's <laughs> yeah. You, you can keep talking if you want to. Don't let me stop you. <laughs> nah. Okay. That's let's a, see. That's it. I just, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> my wife has bad vision. Uh, you know, this that's, is nice. A lot of facts. that's nice uh, of you to say. <laughs> Okay, let's see here. Favorite power songs at the moment. Faith mm. by Ghost is my current go-to. Love you guys. He hates the cans. Sent us this question. Favorite power song at the moment. So if he was in studio, he'd opt out of wearing headphones. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? Do you ever call headphones cans? Oh, okay. No, I don't. Because I think I think of cans as boobs. I think that's what like guys call. He's maybe he's an ass man. That's what he's saying. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, let's see. Okay, I I am more of a ass guy, but listen, I like I like it all. (laughs) Here we go again. (laughs) Was that the question? Stinger has been replaced by AI. <laughs> Chat GPT. <laughs> Chat GPT. Uh, my my power song is uh Okay, let me see. I'm af- always afraid I'm going to start the music on my phone. Do you know the one that he referenced? Ghost? No, actually Faith I don't. Faith by Ghost? I don't know. I know Faith by George Michael. Is he talking about George Michael's Ghost covering Faith? Faith by Ghost is my current go-to. I don't George know. George Michael think? is a ghost now, and he did sing Faith. I think that's what it means. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Maybe he thinks. Maybe what's the guy's name? You said that sang sang it. George Michael. George Michael. Sorry, I was hearing in my head Michael Keaton, and I knew that was wrong. George Michael. Do you know the song Faith by George Michael? Gotta have faith. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is that it? Oh my God. Yes. That was a risk. Okay. Whew. Um, maybe George Michael haunts. He hates the cans. What a cool awesome. haunting. I love George Michael. That would be one of those things to where we'd be like, try to get our parents to listen to our radio station you know, like mm-hmm. in the late 80s or whatever, be like, yeah. please, it's just listen to it. And they would switch over and the song, I Want Your Sex by George Michael would be playing. Kiki, 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 come on. And they'd be like, nope. And then switch it. We'd be like, it's one song out of, yeah. <laughs> I want your sex. Kiki, 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 come on. I was like four. What were they switching song. it back to? You know, just oldies. Mm. They actually okay. evolved. My dad got really into gangster rap and all that stuff really <laughs> yeah like dre and Pac and all that and then i was and like stone my son likes those guys now and so i was telling him about that and he was like pop like them and i was like yes he liked them would play them all the time and uh and so then he's like i gotta call him 
So we called them and then my dad was like, yeah. And he's like, but I only like, you know, you know, Dre and Snoop and Pac and all this. I don't like these new people like Juicy J. And like, he just did a couple of like, you know, TikTok rappers and stuff. And Stone that thought that was so fucking funny. And like, he'll still laugh. Like, like I don't like any of the new people like Juicy J. <laughs> But like he's kept up. He wants to make sure he knows yeah, what's going seen, on. Yeah. He's I mean, decided he's, no. There's stuff he likes. <laughs> That's adorable. Okay. Okay. My two power songs are holy. Unholy. Sorry. Unholy by Sam Smith. Mm. And uh, I can't remember the other person that sings on that song, but, and then big, by Betty Who. Those are my two songs right now that I. But Unstoppable by Sia also still gets me every time. So oh, yeah, I love her. Those feel like they they would work for power songs. They feel like that to me. Singer's um, looking. I'm pulling up Faith by Ghost. It's more of a metal song. So you're because di- you're kind of living in the pop world, and he hates yeah, the absolutely. Kansas more metal. Do you have like a hard rock song or like more of a metal type song that? Oh, oh no, no, I don't. No. <laughs> no. I like it all. I don't necessarily choose to listen to that stuff, um, but um, I remember when I was playing sports, like some Rage Against the Machine songs would like pump me up, bomb track and. Did you ever listen to any rage? No, I really didn't. I, cause I was definitely, I don't know. I never, I like to sing. And yeah. so, and I like, so I like to sing and then I like to sing along with it and not that you can't sing along to it, but I never like kind of like identified with that style of music. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no judgment on that. I, I, I can definitely dig some of those and I would need, somebody to make me a playlist. Um, I'll definitely try out faith. Uh, by yeah. Ghost. How about, how about this? He hates the cans. How about send us some, like a little beginner playlist, like three or four, five songs. If you want, we don't need, we don't mean to give you homework. You know, you can also just listen and enjoy too. You don't have to, No, I. you don't have to crack the books. People uh, like to share the music they like. So why not? Hey, um, you don't have to, but if you don't, you I'll can't think listen. about it. Uh, Aaron, <laughs> I, I probably skew more towards what you're talking about. Like I, I, I like garbagey pop songs. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, so well, like I go ahead. These three songs give me a feeling. I think the thing that made me think of them is that it says like favorite power songs. So they're kind of like power ballads probably. Yeah. I uh, unholy might not be a power ballad, but I think it kind of makes me feel like I want to go for it. And it's a ballad still go for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I'll listen to movie scores. So, um, Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. And there's some, you know, like the most obvious is like the Rocky one. Um, for people that I thought you, know, you were going like, to say Star Wars. I did hear someone playing Star Wars today at LA fitness. <laughs> I mean, I like John Williams a lot. And so all yeah. his stuff is cool. I don't know if it would like get me through a leg day, but right. maybe back, maybe, you know, maybe rear delts or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's this guy, Basil Polidaris that I talk about a lot. Um, who scored some really talk f- about him one time. <laughs> I talk about him on action, Boy, he comes up on action boys uh, a lot. Cause he's done a lot of action movies, um, okay. f- from Kansas city, but, but, uh, does these really cool bombastic, you know, a uh, lot of horns, fun scores. And he, he did movies like Conan, the barbarian. And so there's a song from Conan, the barbarian, um, score called anvil of Crom that like is you feel, you feel like a fucking animal. Like you, you put it on and you're like, how can I not train hard to this? Um, so that I'll throw on. Wait, say it again. I'm going to write it down. I'll I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Anvil of Crom by Basil Polidaris, but I'll, I'll send it to you because it's a lot of letters and (laughs) 
Yeah, weird that's nonsense the wildest. Words and, These are yeah. the words that you're putting together. Are, yeah. It's a wild sentence. Uh, but it's a very kind of inspirational. And then um, there's cool, there, like, so the guy um, uh, uh, who scored all the Rocky movies, uh, Bill Conti, he did the famous kind of, which is great. I love that. Um, so they like, I don't know if he couldn't or Sly Stallone took a break from him for Rocky four, which has tons of training in it. It's where he fights the big Russian guy. And he brought in this guy, Vince DiCola and Vince DiCola did all like the, um, um, like the Ivan Drago, you know, like, you know, it's a lot of atmosphere sounds and stuff. And then also like this, like crazy training montage where Rocky's like training in Russia to get ready for the fight. And so I'll listen to that a lot. And that pumps me up, but I don't know if it's the actual music or if it's me just remembering the movie and the feelings that it stoked, you know, I would say the, the Basil Polidera stuff from Conan stands on its own. The Vince DiCola stuff, you may need to have a relationship with that movie. Um, before it kind of does anything for you from like a metabolic standpoint, you know? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I think that's a good rec for me too. I'll try that. Yeah. You may need to watch the movie first, but, um, definitely I'll send you, I'll send you both. But, um, but I, I think you'll, I think you'll, even if you don't love it, you'll get what I'm talking about with the Conan one. Yeah. Okay. And you might we'll, love it. We'll, there is, we'll see. There is a Conan adjacent movie called Red Sonia where the, this, the hero Arnold's in it playing a Conan ish character. Um, but he's not Conan it's, but it's a sword and sandals movie, but the hero is Brigitte Nielsen, but she's like a, like an Amazon redhead. That's like the fucking badass of the movie. <laughs> I feel like people have tried to call me that and I did not know what that was. It's a compliment. Okay. That's nice. I'll take it. Okay. Let's see here. Since you okay, this one's specifically for you. Since you've been gone, since you've been gone, okay. Since you bike for cardio, any thoughts on the Carol bike? This is coming to us from the Alf. Since you bike for cardio, any thoughts on the Carol bike? Do you know what that is? No, but Alf, that's cool, man. Terrorizing <laughs> the Tanners, Danny Tanner and the cats. No, that's not Alf. He didn't. He didn't get the Tanners. Who were, who were Alf's people? I thought they were, I thought they might've also been the Tanners. Oh my God. Were they also the Tanners? I mean, I know Alf was Gordon Shumway from Melnack. Um, and I was always jealous of his hair. He had a great head of hair on him. Alf did. He really Danny, did. Danny, I know the was Tanner the Tanner family. Oh yeah. my God. A furry alien wise guy comes to live with the Tanner family after crashing into their garage. Wow. Yeah. How were there two Tanner families? Alf, Alf was first. Do you think it's like a Frasier situation? Like Frasier was a spinoff of. No, definitely not. Okay. Had to ask. No, right. the, had to ask. The Tanners were done after Alf. That that family of Tanners. Remember, he liked to eat cats. And they yeah. Before you go for that final snack, I want <laughs> you to know I got your cat. Ha. Man, the Alf. We don't know shit about the Carol bike, but we'll talk to you about the Alf. How do you all... spell the name? Let me just look at it really quick. It's just C-A-R-O-L. I don't know it, so. So it's, I'm wondering, it looks all personalized. It looks similar to a uh, Peloton setup. I wonder if they... Yeah, you have like your metrics on a board there. They're doing um short they're doing short effective workouts. They have a signature R E H I T workout that creates the most potent training stimulus with just two 20-second sprints. It's scientifically to, uh proven to deliver double the health benefits compared to the normal exercise in 10% of the time. Uh I like the whole, I like the whole setup. Um, I have to try it, you know, just to see, just to feel the ergonomics of it, you know, if it feels good on the body, but I like that idea of like really specific, efficient training, you know, because there's so much, um, 
you get so much control on a bike. It's what you and I've talked about it on the show before, Aaron, like where you're a little bit limited in outdoor sprints with how much you're able to kind of like monitor your heart rate, elevate your heart rate, you know, tap into that lactate threshold. Even though I would say that that's better training, like running is better. I think it's, it does more for you overall, you know, bike, you're really like limited in your proprioceptive awareness. But as far as like kind of hitting those, you know, heart rate numbers and everything, like you can really do it on an exercise bike. So I would like to try it, but I'll, I'll say this without having really any knowledge about it at all, just like a really quick cursory glance. I like the spirit by which they're selling the product, the product, you know, does it seem expensive? Like, is it, uh, I was trying to kind of see that. Um, I was trying to see that it doesn't seem to be on the same, uh, price point as Peloton, which is, you know, can be really expensive. Um, give the gift. Uh, let's see, let's try to get, I'm just trying to see if I can shop now. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to the bottom of this Alf. The Yeah. So it's like $15 a month. Um, and it's about three grand. So, okay. So not cheap. Yeah. And so that's on the level of, you're, we're getting into the territory of Peloton there yeah. as far as price wise, but they may, it's to me, this seems a little bit more, which I kind of like maybe a little bit more focused on science-based workouts, um, hit protocol versus, Hey, f- you know, fun teachers, you know, with yeah. crazy music type deal. Yeah. Which is Peloton. And I've kind of, I'll do some of that still. Cause I like, I, you know, I have affection for some of the teachers and I think they're all great. Um, it's no judgment on the teachers, but you know, for me, the blooms off the rose a little bit. Like I don't, I, sometimes I'll just, I literally just have the, like a blank screen with what my numbers are. Like I don't need somebody <laughs> or a classroom full of people, you know, <laughs> to feel like I'm doing something. Cheering me I mean, on. That's a, a lot of what you're paying for with Peloton is like, you can actually, you know, wire into a live classroom experience in New York and, you know, compete against people on the leaderboard, which d- it truly does nothing for me at all. Yeah. 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 And it does, that does a lot for me, but I don't have a Peloton, so I don't play that <laughs> game. Not because I just don't have space for one there. It's a lot. Yeah, it is. And mine's, you know, cumbersome in the house and bothers everybody except me. <laughs> Even Delphi? Even Delphi's like, oh, I'm tired of seeing that fucking thing in here. <laughs> Does Delphi swear too? Big time. Big That's why time. mine's so bad right now. <laughs> She's a bad influence on me. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is a question. I, I really, this, I, I feel like Stanger would read it if he had the questions here. Um, Cause I'm just avoiding it, but it, this is, can we get more awkward Aaron dating stories, please? By AM71010, which to me means that this is someone I've been on an awkward date with and they have a a spam account and and they want to hear if it's the one I say, you know? Yeah. What do you think? A a burner account? Yeah, burner. (laughs) Yes, exactly. A burner account. Um, Or what was it called? A Finstagram? Yeah, Finsta. 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 That was, that's dated though now. Is it? That's what like that's what like Biden's saying and shit. Oh God, not oh no, that's you never want to be that. Come on, man, I'm on I'm on I'm on, I'm on a, a Instagram, not a Instagram, a Finstagram. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, I got on, a cardboard man. cutout of him and Kamala Kamala Harris in my garage. Cool. Uh, quite the what bad. do you do with it? Do you put it in the garbage, the recycling? You put it on the street? What do people, what do they, you know? Gar- garbage feels like you're making a weird statement or something. I know, that's what I'm saying. So they just live in our garage and right now they're decorated for Halloween. And how many months ago was that? <laughs> yeah, it's impossible to know. I don't understand <laughs> time or math. Um, I think maybe the move is to attach helium balloons to it and then it's just not your problem anymore. Ooh, that's And fun. for the... Eagle-eared listener, I did say balloons um, and not balloons, but... Balloon. Balloon. Um, uh, got any uh, awkward dating stories? So no, single, I'm, you're kind I'm, of playing the scene for a while before Jason. What what was... Um, 
Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Did you ever do any dating uh, um, apps? I did. I did. I did them all, I think. All the ones that were out when I was around. So what was the most, what was the worst one? God, or what, what was, was the worst, worst date? Like, did you even like, where you're well, like, you do a coffee and you're like, oh shit, it's not even go past this. This fucker is a psycho or. Yeah. Well, I'll say this story because this story puts me in the, in the goober seat, which was that I had a very, and I have told this story on a podcast. I'd had a very crazy day. Like one of the days that you have like a million things and everything has to go exactly right timing wise or else your whole day is thrown off. And at the end of this day, I had to babysit my boss's kid. I had to do a story. I was hosting a storytelling show at UCB and then I had a date after that. Okay. So these are babysit storytelling show date. And I pooped my pants at my, at at the job that I had. Um, What was the job? I was babysitting. I was babysitting this kid. So you shit your pants while you're babysitting. I was waiting for the kid to get dropped off at the house. And I don't know what happened to my body, but I shit my pants like out of nowhere. And um, I told the story on the podcast when duty calls. Um, it's all, it's a podcast all about people that have shit their pants. Gabrus has done the podcast a million times, um, but it, then I had to, the, the rigmarole I had to go through, but to, to get myself back into fighting shape to be able to go then do a storytelling show and not talk about the fact that it's at hours before I had been the grossest version of myself ever created. And then to then go on a first date with someone that I met on Tinder. Um, the date, there was not a second date. There was nothing there. Um, but really I think all I could think about was like, I needed to go the fuck home <laughs> and I needed to have uh, a talk with myself and figure out what was really going on with who I was as a person. <laughs> here's a deal with shitting yourself and not to spend, not to spend too much time on this or be too disgusting. Sure. Um, Definitely. We had some guests on and I like just brought up like a funny eating thing that they were completely not on board with at all. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what order these will be released, but you guys will hear it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're right. They're they're and they're in the right, but um, with shitting yourself and not being able to do a proper, proper, proper cleanup. at home cleanup. Yeah. Even if it's psychosomatic, you always feel like you're smelling a little bit of shit. You're like, yeah, is this absolutely. fucking shit following me around? You feel like pig pen from the peanuts mm-hmm. cartoons. You're like, I feel like this shit's fucking, I got it's a here. tail. It's here. It's here. It's with me. It's here. Do, and it's they- not, it's, it's not, it's different than like a fart smell. It's like, it's a human shit smell that's yes. got like a yep. different level of acidity or something to it too. And it's what even different than that? dog shit. Yeah. It's like, you know, dog shit. And then, you know, like, no, that's my shit from when I blew it earlier. <laughs> but you don't know like what's just God. like stuck in my nose or if there's oh some kind of breakdown God. in like, you know, the olfactory sense in my brain, like what is this in is it myself punishing myself? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good, Aaron. That's good. I think that'll. So, there's that. How about that? Yeah. Um, man, God. Okay. The faker, the fake account person was. Like, oh yeah. Was hoping AM. that it would be like, but he was so handsome it was too distracting, and I had to. That's me. She's talking about. I was too handsome. It, to have a conversation with. I knew it. All this time, oh my I knew God. it. I knew it. That's why I never got a call back, my mom said, because it's I'm too handsome. People are jealous. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, here's our next question. You ready? Yep. This is from Jen Waring. Rotating stair climber. No hands in slow or holding rails and fast? I don't 
know. That just feels like it sounds dirty, and I have a red face. It just is such a funny... Wow, you're getting dirty out of that. Listen, um, I'm sorry. I'm gonna say <laughs> holding I'm gonna say no hands and slow. <laughs> what is what is the like you're talking you're thinking about like riding a dick or something? Oh my god. <laughs> you don't this have to isn't the action boys, okay? I don't know. God. I, like we're all adults here. Um <laughs> just trying to understand where you're coming from. <laughs> I'll answer the question always <sighs> always um bend over completely at the waist <laughs> and hold the rails and go as fast as you can without engaging your core. On the step routine <gasps> series. No, of course I'm joking. Slow and God. slow and no hands. Yeah, you got to use your Stay core. Stay upright. Yeah. And try not to like, even like, I see people just on their phones. Just try to use just your focus. abs. Just try to stay focused. Don't miss a step and fall down. You'll probably have to, if you've been doing it where you're holding the rails, you'll probably have to do less time and less you'll have to go slower for sure but you'll have to do less time and kind of build up to it but then you'll feel like you adapt pretty quickly and it'll feel when you're when you're you know leaning over or holding the rails you'll feel guilty you know you're like oh you know it's like operation you're getting like a little Aaron can't move on from <laughs> I'm so sorry I can't oh it's, it's just, like the it's so funny to me I'm so sorry <laughs> It's like the Beyonce song, Surfboard. Oh my God, it's so funny. Okay. Surfboard. Okay. She kind of says surfboard in that song. Do you yeah, know she does. About? I always yeah. think that's fun. Me too. Maybe she messed it. up and was like, hey, let's keep it. No, nah, she never messes up. Oh God, she doesn't. Okay. Should this be our last one? Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's see this. Oh my Tough God. Tough to top that one. Okay, which is better for strength, compound movements or segmented by body part? Uh, sent to us by not that Karen, which I love. I love that. So better for strength, compound movements or segmented by body part? I'd say segmented by body part if your goal is strength. You know, if if you have the time and the the energy to put into it, I would separate it out and go as heavy as you can for those individual parts. Cause when you start doing compound movements, you have to compromise usually with one of the weights. What's up? Well, yeah, it's, it's a tricky question. I, I would need, I would need not that Karen to be here to ask her some follow-ups of what she's because there's power lifting. Like we talked about earlier, Right. which a more true definition of that is, is strength because it's like we talked about, like we talked about earlier, three movements, squat, bench, and deadlift. And you have as much time as possible. Like there's no, there's, it's not as much power as it is pure strength. So you're just trying to move that weight one time through that very specific movement, whatever it is, the squat, the bench, or the deadlift. Oh, and I so, understand. I understand what you're saying. But I don't know if she's saying like, I want my arms to be stronger or whatever. So doing like a compound movement to just get individual bicep strength up is not, won't do it. You know, yeah. you have to, you have to be specific. Um, so then I would say, you know, training those biceps specifically, um, you know, through different rep ranges and weights and rest time and all that kind of shit. will do that. If you're trying to get those, those primary lifts up. And then you even go into like Olympic weightlifting, like we were talking about on our CrossFit episode, which may be released before or after this. And that's, that's where you're getting into force and speed. Um, so power is probably more apt to describe Olympic weightlifting because you it's, it's beyond just, you know, like, you know, moving the, the, the weight one direction, one time for one rep, it's like taking it off the floor, throwing it over your head and catching it. Right. Um, so you have to generate a lot of force and speed. 
So it depends on what you want to get strong at um, and what your definition of strength is. But I feel like we gave her enough there. So if you want, you know, if you want, because, you know, Nancy will tell me things like, I want my shoulders to be stronger. And then it's just like, for what, you know, and in what way? It's like, I just, I want to be stronger at military press and use heavier weights. So then mm-hmm. it's like, well, you just have to, you have to train military press then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think in my mind, I was thinking about compound movements, like being like a squat to press or yeah. a deadlift to row. So that's why it's, that's what I was thinking about, but maybe you're right. Maybe that's, she was talking about maybe that like. I think compound right. is a usually like a multiple joint exercise. Right. So like, yeah. So as opposed to like an isolated, you know, movement, which is like a, you know, just a preacher bicep curl. Right. But there are, and it's, you know, people, there are people that want, like, I want to be stronger, like Nancy, but is the example I gave, she's like, I want to be able to curl more, you yeah. know? And so that's, uh, that's fine. And then you have to, you know, train to be able to curl more, you know? So there's nothing really you can do outside of that specific kind of movement to, you know, support, I guess you could do some like lower back stuff or stabilizing things so that, you know, like your base around that is strong, but I think different variations on the curl then will get you there. Um, yeah. Well, not so. that Karen, if you have, if you have more yeah, if you information, yeah. send us an email, send us all the questions we have, and then we'll answer your question even better. Even better. Ask the dumbbells at gmail.com for that email at the dumbbells on our socials. Um, Aaron, anything else we should say to the folks out there listening? No, rate, review, subscribe, send a friend, uh, tag us. We'll repost and then you'll be famous. That's yeah, how it works. So we're having fun on social media now. So <coughs> if you guys, you know, or want to tag a meal you had or, you know, some goofy fitness thing you saw, something you liked, something you think is corny, um, something in- inspired you or whatever, just tag us in it and then we'll take a look and repost if it's worthy. Yeah. If it's fun. But yeah, that's it. I'm good. Great. On behalf of myself, Ryan Stanger and Aaron McGowan, we are the dumbbells. We'd like to remind everybody that's out there listening to train dirty. <laughs> yeah, Thinking about that. Uh, <laughs> I forgot I had stare. to talk. Eat clean <laughs> and live in between. And a special thanks to everybody that wrote in with their questions. We appreciate it. You guys were an integral part of this episode and you should be proud of yourselves. Amen. That was a HeadGum Podcast.